episode 18 of Better. Hi, everyone. Happy day and happy new week to all of you. I hope and pray you and your families are doing well. I want to give a big shout out to all of you who have subscribed to this podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to come into your life every week. I mean, it just means so much to me, and I appreciate all of the great comments that you guys send me. You know, as I say it often, this uh, this podcast is called Better for a Reason. It's all about making our lives better, our families better, our marriages better, having a better attitude, having a better mindset. I mean, who doesn't want all of that? I know I do. You know, I preach to myself in these podcasts, <laughs> in these episodes every single week. So if you haven't yet, subscribed, I wish you'd do that. Together we can go on this journey of making all things better in our life. You know, it's such a beautiful time of year, even though it's busy. I mean, the sun is shining bright here in Dallas. It gets hot. <laughs> and uh, we love it. We we just love being outside. And I was looking at some pictures of a trip that my youngest and I took last year. It's to California. We love California. If you're listening from there, we love your state. We especially love the Newport Beach area. And we that's my little getaway. I go there several times a year. We love everything about it. We love the shopping. I mean, amen to that. That's necessary on a trip, right? <laughs> we love the beautiful beaches. We love those unbelievable sunsets. And, you know, it's funny because even though here in Dallas it gets really hot, in our minds, the sun seems to shine perfectly out in California. And you know, there's something about the sunshine that just makes us feel good. Speaking of sunshine, I read a story, oh, a great little story about a little three-year-old boy named Michael. And he would sing to his unborn sister while she was still in his mommy's tummy. He would sing, you are my sunshine. I would sing it for you right here, but if I did that, you would turn off the podcast. (laughs) And he would do this all the time, right in his little mommy's tummy. He could not wait for his sister to be born. And that day soon came. His mom went into labor, and everything was going normal. And then they noticed that the infant's life was in danger. So they took the mom to have an emergency C-section. Y'all, the trauma for the little girl was just too severe. And it wasn't long before the doctor told the parents that their baby's daughter's chance of surviving was very slim. I mean, I can't even imagine the despair. I cannot imagine what they were feeling. I mean, never in their wildest dreams did they ever think this would happen. I mean, they had decorated a beautiful nursery, and now they were preparing for themselves for her funeral. The little boy, Michael, he was totally unaware of his sister's condition. And he tugged on his mom in her bed, and she sa- he said, I want to sing to my sister. And the mom knew that, you know, kids weren't allowed in the intensive care unit, and for a while she kind of brushed him off. But then she began to realize this may be the only time that Michael gets to see his baby sister alive. So she snuck little Michael into the neonatal intensive care unit. The head nurse saw him come in, and he said, she said this, Hey, get that child out of here. Children are not allowed in this unit. Something rose up in that little soft-spoken mom, and she looked at that nurse, and she said this, He needs to sing to his sister. You could tell Michael was a little taken back when he saw his baby sister hooked up to all those machines. and It didn't take long, maybe a few seconds. He simply began to sing, You are my sunshine my only sunshine. Oh man, his tone was overwhelmingly heavenly and the baby began to, to respond. Keep singing, Michael, the mother said to him. You make me happy when skies are gray. Please don't take my sunshine away. Y'all, that little baby, she became so peaceful. Her hurried, rushed breathing began to settle down and she began to breathe normally. 
Clear on the other side of the intensive care unit, the head nurse was wiping tears from her eyes. She watched that little helpless newborn begin to breathe at a normal pace. She became astonishingly peaceful. The sound of the little boy's voice brought such a healing to a helpless little baby girl. Y'all, that precious little baby surprised everyone. She actually went home the very next day. She was perfectly normal. She was perfectly healthy. The nurses and doctors called it a miracle. The mother called it a miracle of God's love. You know, I love that story because it reminds me of just how many people there are out there, just like Michael's little sister, who are walking around in the intensive care unit of life. My heart goes out to these people. I like to look at it like this. That could be me. That could be my family, my loved one. See, when you look at it from that viewpoint, it changes your whole perspective. Think about it like this. Some people don't have anyone to help them when they're down. Some people don't have anyone to speak an encouraging word over their life. Some people don't have a Michael in their life that can sing sunshine over their skies of gray. Have you ever thought you might be the person who can make an amazing difference in someone's life? I was talking with a visitor who came to our church. The young man could hardly look me in the eyes as he told me his story. His mom was in prison. His dad had died from an overdose. His brother was gone. He had no one. He had come on a bus with a group of homeless people that we brought in every week. I did everything I could to hold back tears as he was talking to me. See, the sobering reality was this. This young man walked through the doors of our church, hoping he could find help. He was desperate for someone to love him. He was desperate for someone to speak life over him. This young man needed someone to breathe life back into his tired, worn-out body. He needed someone to show him that despite all he had gone through and all that he was currently going through, that God still loved him and that God would never abandon him. He, in essence, was like Michael's little baby sister, unable to help himself. Perhaps he just needed someone to sing Christ's love over his frail body. See, folks, I know it's easy to look at someone and pick out all of their failures and all of their faults, but the truth is people don't need us to tell them how wrong they are or how many mistakes they have made. They already know. They need to be reminded that their life still matters and their life has purpose. They need someone to believe in them. They need someone to cheer them on. When they can't find the sunshine, they need someone to be the sunshine in their life. Listen, you know as well as I, times are tough. People are hurting. Maybe that's you today. I really believe it's time we take off our glasses of judgment and criticism and we, be, we begin to love radically like Christ loves us. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Oh man, that's so good. See, the strongest people make time to help others, listen to this, even if they're struggling with their own personal problems. Oh man, y'all, that is so good. Let me tell you this, giving and helping others fuels joy. Giving and helping others takes your mind off of your current situation. It takes your mind off of you and what you're currently going through. 
One Christmas, I bought several gift cards to Target with the sole purpose of giving those cards out to people in need or people I thought needed, you know, just needed that gift card. After all, it was a season of giving. And I told my kids about the cards and I began, I told them to begin thanking and looking for people that we could bless with those gift cards. One day we were at Target and we were buying some stuff. And as we were in line about to purchase our things, a sweet young mom with two boys was in front of us buying her items. She had about a three-year-old or four-year-old little boy and then a um, probably about an 11-month-old little boy. They were so cute. When the cashier gave her the total, the mom quietly said, I don't have enough money. I'll have to put some items back. Now, mind you, she only had a few items in her basket, maybe five things. One of the items that she put back was a pair of jeans for her little son, her three-year-old son. The little boy was crushed. He so wanted those jeans. Mind you, I think he really needed them. I could tell the mom was disheartened. I could tell she she couldn't buy the jeans. I knew she didn't want to put them back, but, you know, she had to. She didn't have the money. I was acting like I didn't see all this that happened. I knew she was embarrassed. And As they left, my girls, who witnessed everything, turned around and said, Mom, Let's give her the cards. You know what? We bought our stuff and we got out as fast as we could. I was really concerned that we wouldn't be able to find her because the parking lot was packed. It was Christmas time. And we looked and we looked and we looked and we couldn't find her. And as we began to go to our car, you're not going to believe what happened. Just when we thought she was gone, just when we thought we missed our opportunity, we walked to our car and right there, parked right beside us, was that sweet little mama with her two little boys. You know what? She didn't know that God had totally set her up. And we went over there, and I I just told her, you know, we wanted to bless her and that God loved her. As I handed her the gift cards, she began to cry. She told me I had no idea what this meant to her. You know what, folks? At that moment, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that mama knew that God cared about her. She knew that God cared about her every need. It was a moment that I'll never forget. And I can promise you this. It's a moment that my kids will never forget. See, there's something about giving that puts your life into perspective. Let me encourage you today. Take time for people. Ask God to direct you to, to direct your steps every single day. Ask Him to lead you to people who need love and support. See, you never know what a healing and life-giving word of encouragement can do for someone. And you know what? Get your kids involved. When you're at the store, get a gift card, whether it's for $10 or $100. Let your kids see that you are givers. Train them to be givers. Train them that life is more about you and your four and no more. You know, my mom and dad modeled this for me growing up. I remember when we would go out to eat Every single time, I would watch as my dad looked around the restaurant. He'd quietly pick out a family or a couple or an individual. He'd call the waiter over and say, I want to pay for them, but don't let them know I'm the one that's paying. I loved it. It got to the point when we'd go out to eat, I'd look around and I'd think, who's daddy going to pick today? You know, he never announced it to all of us. He never made it a big deal. He just did it. It was part of who he was. See, I think my dad remembered what it was like to grow up in poverty, to go to school with holes in his shoes and just a biscuit to eat. He remembered the feeling of having to stand in long lines waiting for free food during the Great Depression. He was determined to be a blessing to people all of his life. See, folks, I just want to encourage you to start where you are. You don't have to be wealthy. 
You don't have to have your life all together and all figured out. If you can't give a gift card, give a prayer. Help someone out with repairs or volunteering your time. Do something for others. See, the truth is this. The greater you're giving, the greater you're living. And the truth is this too, folks. You really don't need a reason to help people. Audrey Hepburn summed it up so eloquently when she said, People, even more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revived, reclaimed, and redeemed. Never throw out anyone. Oh, man, that's so true and so good. See, there's no better exercise for your heart than reaching down and helping to lift someone up. Make generosity part of your growth strategy. Don't ever waste the ability to change someone's life. Listen, folks, today you have 1,440 minutes. That means you have 1,440 opportunities to make a positive impact. Be a difference maker. Be a lifter. Be a hope dealer. Be a life giver. Be a Michael. Be the sunshine. And let somebody know today that no matter how dark it might be right now, the sun will always shine again.